Well, hey there, wrestling fans. Are you ready for some conspiracies? Welcome to the podcast. My name is Hunter, and on today's episode, the first true episode of Let's Talk About X, we will, in fact, be discussing wrestling conspiracy theories with our guests, Aretheus and Lad. Uh, the Lad has been a long, long-time fan of all different promotions and countries, like just wrestling all over the place, while Aretheus while also being a fan, actually worked within the industry. So uh, it, it's good to have them on, because I used to enjoy wrestling quite a bit, but nowadays I just can't. So it's good to have them on to fill in the gaps, kind of help me along sort of thing, right? Um, one more thing before we jump into it is that with conspiracy theories, it needs to be said that we are in no way saying that any of this is factual or even believable. Okay, these are simply stories just taken from the internet that hold some sort of entertainment value, and we're going to discuss them. That's it, right? So with my ass now thoroughly covered, let's jump to the ring with Arisi and lad here on Let's Talk About X. So here we are. Here we are now. Are you guys ready to talk some wrestling? Yes, I am. Yeah? Do you guys like wrestling? Yes. Boy, do I. Don't. I. I don't. I don't. <laughs> Give it, I haven't given a shit about wrestling in 15 years. When, when was Ruthless Aggression? That was all right. 2002 to 2008. I was going to say, you guys are the, the wrestling experts here. When I ask a question and I don't hear an answer, that scares me. <laughs> That's when everything started going downhill. So, Yes, yes. But it was still serviceable. It was the Final Fantasy 13 of wrestling. <laughs> Interesting comparison. <laughs> it was bad, but it was enjoyably bad. <laughs> oh when was God. when was Choppy Choppy your pee pee? Was that ruthless aggression? Or was that attitude? That was attitude. That was ninety eight. That yeah. was pretty bad. Yeah. That that was pretty fucking bad. <laughs> let's not let's not kid ourselves here. I I've gone back mostly through podcasts that I listened to where they've gone sure. back and listened and watched a lot of the, the, you know, the Monday night wars. Sure. And that stuff is not as well done as it's, it's, it's romantically remembered. There's what some really they, bad stuff during that era. Blackface yeah. And domination and blackface. I mean, sorry, DX and blackface. <laughs> <laughs> there is funny though. Cause what's what I like about that. And it's, it's the one that no one should remember because the blackface was so big was that Owen Hart was part of nation of domination. And then, uh, I, I don't even know who was playing him, but he's, he's got the plastic nose on the big one. He's like, yeah, I like waking up and smelling the coffee in Colombia. <laughs> as a kid, I thought that was the funniest shit to me. Oh, you want to know who smell with the rock is cooking? Just look at my damn nose. Yeah, exactly. That's so stupid. But that that just it resonated. I don't even remember well, who else was in Nation. It was D'Lo Brown, Farouk. Uh, at that time, it was yeah, Brock and the Godfather. Yes, those are the ones at the. I do like all four of those wrestlers. Yeah, you know, Farouk. Like was that Farouk? In what was he still? Was he still there? At the, I know. I think he was out at that time, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah he yeah, was yeah. kicked out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, Rock, so, the Rock was the leader of the nation at that point, which was, 
Uh. <laughs> he was o- over by that time. <laughs> no, him him turning his back on the nation is what really put him over. You know, cause think, about, but, think about how hated he was when he was uh, when he was part of the nation. He used to get booed out of every ring, and then when he started turning on the crowds, that's what shot him off. And then he became solo. He's like, "Well, listen, if I can talk and win over the crowd, I'm just going to go solo. I don't need this tag team." I think the nation turned on him though. Just him. I'm talking like like you're talking like story wise, and I'm talking like fan wise. Oh, okay. He yeah. he had a he had a very weird trajectory. Whereas when he started as as like the white meat baby face, the crowd <laughs> hated him, yeah. and then as soon as he turned heel, the crowd started loving him. Well, I love. I wish. I wish I could remember the exact wording. Someone said, "Ha, ah, the people's champ." He was the most conceited motherfucker there. <laughs> talking for the people. Talking about himself in the third person. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> um. Yes. So uh, I know I probably teased it a bit in the intro that I have not recorded yet, <laughs> but just in case just in case i fucked up when i do record that intro what are you gonna do like Uh, people think this is good Uh, i can't believe we're exposing the business (laughs) what a what oh man what a bunch of smarks thinking we record this in order (laughs) fuck that um my father's not fake So yeah, so uh, what I'm very happy today. We we were all together here. I brought you guys both together. I've been talking about this one for a long while. I yes. brought you both together here to talk about wrestling conspiracy theories. I have not enjoyed wrestling since yeah, like early 2000, like 2008. Even's too late already. I'm talking like yeah, 2002. I might have stopped turning off pretty much the moment I started getting pubes. I don't know, and I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that's just how the timeline worked out. um but i do love even since then i love a lot of the background stuff like it's there's still something in it that i I do like about wrestling i like the something something about it still holds me um but i i don't know much because i have tuned out that's why i'm glad i can bring you two along who i consider more wrestling experts uh arethius you've actually worked in the industry, dare I say, right? Can you tell us a little bit about that before we get going here? Yeah, so uh, for several years, about in the in the 2010s, I was a commentator and interviewer. I referred to myself in the old parlance of Bobby the Brain Heaton as a broadcast journalist <laughs> uh, for uh, a couple of local promotions here in the New England area, primarily New England Championship Wrestling and a little bit of work with uh, the Bell Time Club, which is a wrestling school in this area who also will put on shows here and there. Cool. Good stuff. So so that's good. That's good to have someone on the inside and then someone very much on the outside looking in with a very large magnifying glass would be our lad here. Lad, what can you tell us about you and your wrestling experience? Uh, History. Oh, uh, I pretty much started watching wrestling, getting to it, like, these, I'm going to say. Sorry, say so that right around the, You got into what? I pretty much got into wrestling around the late 90s. Late much. 90s? Okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much during the time. And okay. I've just been a fan ever since. And pretty much been very interested with wrestling history 
So we'll see. There I'm you pretty, go. I'm pretty deep inside of. <laughs> well, good, 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 good. Uh, another quick question, I guess. If we're talking wrestling, we have to ask both uh, AEW or WWE. I'm not gonna answer that though. <laughs> Why not? I, I will. I pretty much only watch AEW now. There you go. Oh shit, lad. Balls in your court. I, I watch both. <laughs> Dirty fence sitter. Uh, for, for a while, for a while, I was watching AEW and yeah. NXT, and yeah. I just the when they made the shift to NX of NXT, making it. I mean, more what it should be for them is a developmental for what they want out of their main mm-hmm. roster. Sure, it's just not not what I enjoy in wrestling. So it's basically just AEW at this point. To be fair, I'm still like three months behind in my watch. Actually, only like two months. I just watched like the holiday special. So, oh. <laughs> so that's I'm, a little I'm, bit I'm of ways. Slowly, I'm slowly getting caught up, but yeah, yeah, it's pretty much only AEW these days for me. Once again, to, to show how the sausage is made, we're recording this like at the start of March, and you're just getting a holiday special in. <laughs> yeah, you're a bit behind. Yeah, a little uh, bit. And then, and then no one asked me, but I'll answer anyway. Uh, I mainly watch Stardom. Stardom's been my big promotion recently. I very much enjoy Joshi wrestling. Make of that what you will. But I argue this, and I know people will defend me, a couple people. Anything you've seen in wrestling, Joshi did it first. Yeah. Ball's in your court. I would I would expect no less from someone who was, for a while, the primary world record holder at Rumble Roses. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes, the, the primary. I had, like... 28 world records across rumble roses <laughs> holy shit get a life and then it got so bad they're just like well you'd run the board then well i will i will run the board and then uh just like with fucking eric bischoff and wcw they threw me out they got rid of me they got rid of all my records and everything and just like just like wcw someone with the capabilities of vince russo took over for you so yeah yeah <laughs> unfortunately really I've, I've gone back twice now that i've seen there's been like maybe two two runs since in one year i managed to increase that bitch by a little over 80 percent, which isn't much but i got it to like double digit runners and discussion was all of a sudden monthly happening i i brought it back to life this cocksucker's had it for two years he's gotten three new runs and no discussion nothing he fucking ruined it i mean what are you gonna do i had to grow up sometime can't wait for AOL at the time wanted to sell the company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> fucking, and then they're gonna pull a big fucking a big plus. Who is who is my who's gonna be my Sting versus Ric Flair closing highlight? Who's it gonna be? Rico, oh, so you gotta come in. You gotta come in and buy it from them. We gotta have the simulcast on the Trash and Treasure stream. <laughs> Where I come back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I gonna get? Yeah. Oh my god! Am I gonna get brought back in to Rumble Roses? You know, and then I get to be the heel moderator. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the general commissioner of Rumble Roses. <laughs> Fuck, man. Uh, uh, but yeah, yeah. So that's that's who we are. That's what's up. Like I said, I, I'm going to be relying on you guys a lot for a lot of uh, knowledge and expertise as I go through here. That said, I've brought together a, a handful, a little more than a handful, actually. I brought together almost uh, uh, eight to nine conspiracy theories for us to go through and once again i will reiterate which i probably did in the intro these are this is just for a laugh we're not implying anything 
We're just here to have some fun. This is shit on the internet I found, and I think it's it's humorous slash interesting. That's it. You can't sue us because this is just our opinion. We're not saying it's truth. We're not even saying it is our opinion. <laughs> this is just an opinion I found online. I mean, Lad believes it all. Probably <laughs> but, was. <laughs> but I have nothing to do with it. Well, that, that's why you brought us on, right? Because Lad's the big conspiracy guy, and I'm, I'm the one who believes nothing. So, <laughs> Well, this is it, and I'm the ref. I, I'm, I'm the, the Shawn Michaels ref in the cutoff uh, referee shirt with the sleeveless referee shirt here. So that's, da- that's, Daisy Duke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's my job. My cowboy hat to hide that I'm balding, which is actually more truthful than we think as I put my hat on a little tighter. <laughs> Shit. I mean, where's your really life over here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where's your cross eyes? <laughs> what am I, a fucking Ahmed Johnson? You can understand what you're saying. I was just going to do it, Ahmed Johnson. I realized I'd blow out the fucking mic doing it. What are you doing for? Okay, Ahmed Johnson. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, you go over the wall. You try to do more. I don't know. Okay, Armin Johnson. Once again, thank you. <laughs> I like right, thank you again. What? All right, thank you again, Ahmed Johnson. <laughs> yeah, what's the? You know what's the good one though? Is the opposite. Remember Ken Patera? Yeah. Him, him <laughs> yes. and Mean Gene, and he's like, and Mean Gene's like laughing, like because he's just mumbling, like what was going on today. Is, I hope I hope when I've touched the mic a lot, I gotta get a quieter mic stand because I like f- fucking jerking on it like the Ultimate Warrior on a rope. <laughs> I just love fucking, I love that shit so much. I need a quiet mic stand. I think. Let me take a drink here. Mm. So yeah, so I I have eight eight conspiracy theories. Um, and if you guys have anything to add. Any names that come up, any pay-per-views that come up, any funny stories about promotions that come up, just go for it. Because I want to learn, too. I don't hate wrestling. I just hate a lot of wrestling. But there's still the stuff there that I used to like and that I still enjoy. Right? I find it in typically international promotions. Who are the... Um, this is another off-topic one. Do you remember AEW's first show? They had the uh, Luchador team from Mexico come up. Uh, they oh, had, they had luchadors that. and they had Joshi wrestlers on that first pay per view, and they were both great. They were some of the best wrestling I've seen. The fucking luchador team they brought from Mexico was phenomenal. I don't think those were luchadors that came. Well, no, Mexican Mexican wrestlers, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I I say luchador, but yeah. they were masked Mexican wrestlers tag team. Are you talking about? Are you talking about the Lucha Brothers? No, isn't yeah. the Lucha Brothers like Luchasaurus I mean, Rex right. and Jungle Boy? No, no, Boy? no, Lucha. No, the Lucha Brothers are Penta El Zero M and Ray Wait, Phoenix. You're thinking of Jurassic Express. I'm thinking what? <laughs> Jurassic Express. That sounds fucking awful. That's that's was that is that the dinosaur and jungle that's, boy? That, yeah. yeah. We we yeah, make fun now. We make fun of WWE for their creative team. <laughs> At least AEW, the the stars are in charge of their own creative, right? Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Somewhat. Yeah. Somewhat. It, Definitely it, more than on. WWE. That's something, yeah. man. 
Because um, I mean, a lot of a lot of those guys come into AEW basically doing whatever shtick they were doing on the indies or wherever else they came from. Where WWE, you go there and you get repackaged into whatever they want you to be. Well, that's the thing. I remember one year, Lad tricked me. I don't know what he did. Voodoo doll, Rufy and my Jagermeister. He, he tricked me one day, and we watched a fucking WrestleMania weekend that went on for four fucking days. You remember I, that, Lad? I, I apologize for. <laughs> do you remember that shit but it was cool because one day friday or saturday they did something like a, a hundred man royal rumble in some indie and it was just all indie guys and jungle boy was from there the the legless wrestler who i keep forgetting his name was there like it was great necro butcher was there and he was embarrassing as fuck because he's 112 years old <laughs> oh that was the uh gcw clusterfuck <laughs> That's what it was, the GCW clusterfuck. And I sat there. Wait, it was that the what it was actually called? That was actually what it was called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the actual match is called. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. yeah. Clusterfuck. Yeah. And they they had uh, Necro Butcher came in at like number fucking one, and then he proceeded to do nothing as the other 50 guys came and went. He literally would like get in, he'd throw like one kick without his shoes, and then he'd go sit in the corner and just watch. <laughs> it was so bad. It was great, but it was it, that was Jungle Boy I saw there. That was the first time I saw him there. Uh, like I said, whoever the legless wrestler is, I can't remember his fucking name. He was great, too. Uh, that was the first time I saw him. Uh, Cage was there. Nick Cage was there, and he did the stupid needle thing to some guy's forehead. It was like, it was a clusterfuck. <laughs> I, I love GCW. <laughs> I don't. No, actually, I, I, I'm weirdly ambivalent about GCW. I saw a clip. They were doing some 24-hour pay-per-view for charity. And, like, two hours in, the cameras started acting up, right? And so they literally come in. They stopped the match. And they said, ah, oh, fuck, man. Let's just start the pay-per-view all over again. No one's watching anyway. <laughs> just like holy shit or like one time they're doing a, a like a backyard show and i don't know what happened but the announcer is fucking talking about some guy in the ring and he's just shit talking him and this fucking guy can't wrestle who did who hired him and you're like this is this is a show people are paying for don't say that about your talent gcw gcw is a fucking wild ride you know what else is a wild ride Internet conspiracy theories. <laughs> oh, what a segue. <laughs> so, uh, so I have I have eight conspiracy theories for us to uh, to get through here. Um, and like I said, just whatever comes to mind. Uh, I have intros for each one, but I'm not a very good uh, introer guy. You know me. I, I got this this nasty voice. I also can't see you guys when I'm looking at my conspiracies. Let us begin. From El Paso, Texas, weighing in at five foot eight, two hundred twenty pounds, Eddie Guerrero. Everyone knows Eddie Guerrero, right? Yes, yes. Eddie Guerrero's had many gimmicks, right? True. Yeah. Can you guys tell me, just off the top, just his characters? What were some of his characters? You got uh, Black Tiger. Oh yeah, Black. El Caliente. Gory Guerrero Jr., Mascara Magica, Latino Heat. You see what I'm saying? He's been many a characters, right? Did you notice a, a kind of a, a similar thing throughout all those characters? No. I mean, they're all based off of Hispanic things? What are we going yes. 
They are very Latino slash Mexican gimmicky. Isn't that right? Yet, isn't that kind of weird? Does that count as cultural appropriation? Because Eddie Guerrero's white? Wait, what? Wait, 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 hold on a minute. (laughs) Is that that not cultural appropriation? I mean, Eddie Guerrero's white, yet all his gimmicks are Spanish and Mexican sounding. Wait. I mean... (laughs) <laughs> I mean, white as in what? Caucasian, as in Caucasian, a Caucasian male. American. Nope. Mexican American. Nope. Mexican American. Nope. And uh, uh, let's take a look at the picture here. What Why I have he, is a. He was born in Texas. No, no, he's white. He's white. So what we have here is a criminal record for one uh, Eduardo Guerrero, right? Uh-huh. We see uh, we see his stats, height, five foot, yeah, 250 pounds, male, race, white. <laughs> That's got to be an error on the police No, talk. no, you it can have a... The first, it wouldn't be the first time information's gotten taken down wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. Eddie Guerrero's white, man. So isn't that kind of weird? All those, uh, you know, I lie, I cheat, I steal. Listen, you're not allowed to use that accent. You're boring from fucking Texas, Mr. White Male. <laughs> Eduardo, that's not a Mexican name. Ah, that's weird. Unfortunately, before we get into trouble here, we'll have to move on to the next one. <laughs> I think I, that one's just a nice, quick one, though. I mean, you guys have you guys can argue it. The proof's there. I mean, look at look at you. Look at Aretheus is trying to like right now Google something like to defend himself here. <laughs> no, I I mean it's just wrong. <laughs> it is. No, it's that's that's government, man. Government sees him as a white male. The government always lies. <laughs> the government, that's what they want you to believe. Thank you, Jesse the Body Ventura. Jesse the Brain Ventura. Jesse the Poo Brain Ventura. <laughs> Jesse the Mind. Jess, I'm Jesse the Mind now. He fucking, the bad mind, the poor mind, the failing mind. <laughs> he fucking dick. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. Right. Eddie Guerrero, white. Wait, wait. So hold on. If we're if we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna say that Eddie Guerrero culturally appropriated stuff, yeah. Are we gonna say the same about Ultimo Dragon? Yeah. Why? Because he because because he was he was basically you know made made his name in Mexico and took on the Mexican ring name even though he's Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. No, actually, uh, wait a sec, because I, I, this is me. I don't know. I'm not saying this is a joke. Just realistically, I think you, you can, it can only be cultural appropriation when you're white. Ah, oh, uh, okay. unfortunately, that's what Twitter tells me. At least it's that it's only cultural appropriation if you're white. So I think Ultimo Dragon's fine. Jerry Lynn, on the other hand, he's fucked. Jerry Lynn, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he got fucked because he wrestled under a mask. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. JL, what was his name? JL. Yeah, the magnificent Mr. JL. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what a creative name. <laughs> who was that? Who was the guy? Uh, lad, just just recently we were looking at pictures. Who was the guy in the yellow mask who was going to be part of the clique? Uh, Aldo Matoya. <laughs> okay, well, just that's incredible. Just incredible. Portuguese man of war, Aldo Montoya. <laughs> we're all, all the, all the, whoever it was, I don't know if it was Bobby Heenan or, or if it was Jerry Lawler, whoever was the heel commentator at the time. 
yeah. would only harp on the fact that he had an athletic supporter on his head. <laughs> Holy shit. Jesus, it sounded like a cat got hit by a fucking truck. <laughs> <laughs> what the well, I, well, that's just what Jerry Lawler sounds like. He always sounds like a cat getting hurt. <laughs> Puppies. <laughs> <That's Jerry Lawler. laughs> damn, man. Damn. Well, all right. I, do, so we feel content with this first one. We feel we're ready to move on. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I was ready to move on for the moment we dropped that one. <laughs> <laughs> you got. You couldn't handle the truth. You want to believe. But you gotta yes. face facts. <laughs> um, here we go. Hopefully, you guys don't hate my announcer voice too much. From Death Valley, weighing in at six foot ten, three hundred and nine pounds, the Undertaker. So the Undertaker has also had many different gimmicks, right? He's the Undertaker. Well, he's been a biker. He's been a demon. He's been a Satan. He's been an actual undertaker. He's been a redheaded Texan, you know, etc. He's been in a lot of fucking things. The skyscraper. Yeah. <laughs> He's been a lot been of motherfuckers. Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> he did the the the. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't think. I my joke ended at, at redheaded Texan, and that was my knowledge done. <laughs> uh, but nothing quite. Like his gimmick, he pulled off at Survivor Series 2000. Wouldn't you agree? Do you remember Survivor Series 2000? What do you guys I, can tell I, me about Survivor I, Series I 2000? Austin killing Triple H. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, that's that's the only thing I remember him is Austin lifting okay. Triple H up in a forklift when he was in a car and on his roof. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> and triplets came back two weeks later. <laughs> yeah, he just needed a holiday, did he? All right. So I'm, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at the card. He lost to Kurt Angle. That's all I know. Yeah, yeah. And Rock beating Rikisi, who did it for the. Who did it for what? The uh, Rikisi being the Rock. Because oh, of... oh, when he, yeah, when they revealed Rikishi as the guy who ran over Steve Austin, and then yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, that was that. He did, it, oh, yes. he did it from the rock. That was the blow off match for that. I didn't re- I didn't realize that was that was the gimmick. That that was when the gimmick went down. Jesus. Like Rikishi being a main eventer. No offense, I like Rikishi, but a main eventer, what are you doing? That's like that's like having big E being a main eventer, right? Oh. Wasn't it like the next month at like Armageddon when they had that like six person hell in the cell and Rikishi got thrown off into like the bale of hay in the back of the pickup truck? In yes. fairness, <laughs> that was a great bump. It was. it was a great fucking bump, man, because you're like, that's Rikishi, man. I don't care if you have an actual foam pit. The motherfucker's going to the bottom. <laughs> you know? like, One of the things I remember from that match is Rikishi trying to climb the stuff to get to the next spot. Yeah. <laughs> fucking the rocks there. Trying to push him up, though, but also trying to hit him, like, attack him. But he's trying to push him up as well. <laughs> well, they're related, right? Isn't Rikishi his nephew or something? Uh... Jesus, they are related. I just don't know what the Simone. <laughs> yeah, it's where this is where, this is where you get into, into trouble because it's just that whole thing about all of the Samoans being related. Yeah, is that 
trouble? I don't know. I'm in Canada. We don't have Samoans. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just, it's just assuming that they're all because they're all they're all Samoans that they're all related. Oh, okay. I didn't know if it's like you know yeah. every Chinese person knows each other sort of thing. Like, oh, oh are you not allowed to say that because I cause thought like, they were related. <laughs> Aren't the Usos <laughs> part of that? Roman Reigns is part of that. That whole family is yeah. fucking wrestlers. Well, yeah, the, yep. the Usos. Yeah, Usos yeah. I like dope. I like the Usos. I like the Usos. I, I like Rosie too. Remember? No. Okay. Oh yeah. Right. I like Rosie. <laughs> Superhero in training. Yeah. He's a big, oh, big piece of shit. Oh shit. Yeah. That's the second time they cleverly used that word as an acronym in wrestling. Oh, oh the other God, time. Yeah. Uh, in WCW in the late '90s, when Lance Storm went on his run where he won like like three or four different titles, sure. and he renamed them all. So he won the Hardcore title, and they renamed it to the Saskatchewan Hardcore Invitational title. Uh. Oh, <laughs> fucking! Ah, uh, oh, shit! I can't remember who's who's the writer. Who's the writer? I was gonna say Uso, uh, Russo, Russo, yeah, not that, Uso. Yeah, that, that, was, that was definitely a Russo thing. <laughs> and yet, no one remembers the Undertaker's gimmick from the 2000 Survivor Series. Picture this, no. if you will: the Dead Man rocking some very pimping snakeskin pants huh oh yeah oh yeah that's a look and that was that was only for survivor series 2000 isn't that odd to bring out a gimmick and then never use it again yeah oh that's yeah it was like it was like when uh uh uh, who's hornswoggle's dad finnegan what's his name finley finn finley finnegan whatever it's all scottish irish uh when finn finley had for what like two shows he had a new punk intro and then they said you know what no we're done with this gimmick go back to your shitty fucking drums and bagpipes you know yes it It happens all the time though well exactly so you write it off you forget about it right except for here's the reason for the pants the story goes that undertaker was sick he was having some jet lag he was very sick he had to get through the pay-per-view and then he shit his pants. He shit his fucking ring pants. Right? <laughs> uh, this was and this was like literally the the pay per view had already started. Apparently, like it was go time. We were in it to win it now. So they scrambled to find a fucking new set. Right? It just so happened. This is a hard thing. You're six foot ten. There's not a lot of pants are going to be fitting you. They're not going to be putting on Chris Benoit's fucking jeans. Okay. <laughs> you know? uh, it just so happened though that Godfather was wrestling that night or the good father at the time, right? The good father is a big motherfucker and he is a big pimp in real life. You know? I believe good father was wrestling with bull Buchanan as part of the right to censor. And he was going against the, the Hardy boys, Dudley boys and edge and Christian, right? One of these teams is not like the other. <laughs> you know? uh, and so they, 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 it was the only pants that fit. And so that's why he's wearing snakeskin pants for that pay-per-view, because he shit himself. It makes sense that uh, pants, but I shitting himself. <laughs> well, this is the thing. A lot of people say, "No, that didn't happen." Uh, he lost his luggage. He lost the airport. Lost his luggage. If they lost his fucking luggage, why does he have his glove, jacket, hat, all that other his boots and all that, but not his pants? It's because he shit his pants. Yeah. So, like, no, WrestleMania 15 
awesome else is this one. What was that? You're, you're mumbling a bit. What? Sorry. Uh, it happens, though. Like, I remember WrestleMania 15. Sure. Is missing. And so he had to just come in a plain T-shirt. One of his own T-shirts that he had. So, so what happened? He said he just lose your luggage. Yeah, but like I said, he didn't... It wasn't all... It was just his pants. Does he keep his pants separate from the rest of his ring gear? I mean, there's so many different ways you could possibly explain that. Like he shit himself. Like he was walking backstage and it ripped or something. Yeah. Or he shit himself. Or yeah, I guess that could, that's an that's an explanation. People, yeah. people like staff and whatnot say he shit himself, but then they said, "Oh, we're not allowed to say that." Because what was the what was the other story that Jr. got in trouble for? Fucking Vince McMahon shit himself and then tried rubbing his shitty underwear on someone. And they kicked him out of fucking WWE for telling that story. Remember? No. <laughs> who who was that? Who was that? That fucking Vince McMahon shit his pants, and then he took his underwear off, shit and all, and tried rubbing it on it like he was chasing around another guy to rub it on him. Was it like a Briscoe? Was it Briscoe? It could have been Briscoe. <laughs> Put it on my face. Shit his Briscoe pants. Yeah, Briscoe. It was Briscoe. <laughs> exactly. Uh, WWF is a wild place. Or WWE, whatever. Both both first one, then the other. Good times. So, see so you guys, just you're not feeling that one? Do you just think it's going to just be a coincidence? It's no, I mean, it's possible. It's possible. I find that more plausible than Eddie Guerrero being white. Eddie Guerrero's white. If you if you but, think about it, yeah. that Mexican accent sounded fake. Why would he have a Mexican accent if he was born in Texas anyway? Oh, oh. What about Scott Hall? Yeah, Who's Scott Hall. What about Razor Ramon? What about him? Yeah. What yeah. there was there was a whole big to do when he went to WCW because they the WWF claimed that he was using his WWF character because. That was not his like real his regular way of speaking. Because he did the a chico the fucking Puerto Rican slang thing. Yes. <laughs> I didn't. I just thought that's how he talked. <laughs> I didn't know that. What's he? What's he sound like? No, was he? Scott Hall, Scott Hall was born in Maryland. <laughs> Where is that? Uh, that's like northeast. That's like you know near DC. Yeah. Is that like so what, like Massachusettsy type area, little New Yorky? Yeah. yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, it sounded New Yorky to me. I'm a Canadian. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a Canadian from the mountains. I know nothing about those cities. It sounded good to me though. Hey, Chico, and he had the little toothpick and the vest, and uh, I love Razor Ramon. <laughs> I mean, uh, again, it's it not. It's it's not it's not crazy in wrestling. That sure. you have a a person sure. of one nationality playing yeah. a character that's put. I mean, I mean, look at Yokozuna. Yokozuna yeah. Oh yeah, days. great example, fantastic example. Yeah. <laughs> or or look so, at uh, Brock Lesnar pretending to be human when he's he's clearly a gorilla. He's you know? been better that lately though. <laughs> he is. He's growing the beard. It looks a little more humanish. <laughs> Team uh, body slamming Wee Man on a table <laughs> during. No, I can't be bothered seeing a bunch of 60-year-olds pinch each other. I can't do it. A bunch of fucking geriatrics fucking hit each other in the nuts. I can't. It's just done with me. 
Speaking of hardcore, though, from South Central Los Angeles, weighing in at six feet, 240 pounds, New Jack. Lad's favorite. (laughs) What, Lad go mute? What the fuck? I was expecting a bigger pop. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> I, what? I had to cough. <laughs> you had to cough? I'm going re- to take that back, and you better pretend you're surprised. <laughs> From South Central Los Angeles, weighing in at six feet tall, 240 pounds, New Jack. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that was like going, what? <laughs> New Jack? Oh, my God. <laughs> Everyone I, loves I'm... New Jack. So, so Arethius, to explain here, this is a little bit of an inside joke. Lad hates New Jack. Lad I don't hate him, though. I you just hate New Jack. scared of him. You're scared? He's scared. Don't worry. He can't hurt you no more. He's still dead. <laughs> His Twitter's still going. Yeah, that's fucked up. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> Wait, okay. Go ahead, continue. Yeah, trust me. That's a weird fucking thing we'll throw in right at the end. Because we're actually going to talk about something different we're gonna talk about a little ecw show huh what do you guys know about uh public transit yeah we're going mass transit on this we're going mass transit (laughs) we're going to mass transit incident so you guys should know and a lot of people probably will know but for those who don't know i'm going to super summarize this you guys all right with that and throw in anything if i if i get it wrong or you guys have something to add just so we're, we're all feeling clean on this one Okay. Axel Rotten and Devon Dudley were supposed to fight the Gangsters, which was the tag team of New Jack and Mustafa Saeed, right? Yes. Axel Rotten couldn't make it to the show. I think he had a family issue. It doesn't matter to this. Axel Rotten could not make it. Mass Transit was on the card already. It was supposed to be Mass Transit versus uh, two dwarf wrestlers called Tiny the Terrible and Half Nelson, which are uh, Half Nelson is the best name ever for a fucking dwarf wrestler. Uh, But Mass Transit said, well, fuck this gimmick. I want in on that match, right? Uh, To do so, Mass Transit said he was 21 years old and trained by Killer Kowalski, which was both backed by his dad, who was at the show, and Tiny the Terrible also vouched for him, okay? Pre-match, Mass Transit asked New Jack to blade him because Mass Transit had never bladed himself before, and he didn't know how to, and he said, can you just do it for me? Right. During the match, New Jack used a scalpel to do it, but went too deep and severed arteries, causing Mass Transit to scream and then pass out. Right? Mm-hmm. So it all sounds, ah, it's just an unfortunate accident, right? Isn't that just the way she goes, right? Let me add a little detail that never gets reported on, or at least uh, it probably gets reported on a shitload. It was just new to me when I was researching this. Uh, as Mass Transit was being stretchered out, New Jack got on the mic and cut a promo. What Do you guys remember what that promo was? No. No? I don't care if that motherfucker dies. He's white. I don't like white people. I don't like people from Boston. Sorry, Aretheus. I'm the wrong... <laughs> To fuck with. I'm the wrong <laughs> to fuck with. Sounds like he might have done it. Intentionally so. It is New Jack. Right? Yeah. The lawsuit against New Jack from Mass Transit and his family followed, but failed when Mass Transit lies were brought forward. 
you know, saying he was of age, saying he was trained when he wasn't, etc., etc. During the case, and in many interviews, New Jack maintained that he told Mass Transit before the match, this is not a good idea. Axel Rotten can take a blade because what it was supposed to be, Devon is that's not his fucking t- Axel Rotten's not a team with Devon. So they were supposed to go in. Devon was going to go to the outside and then the gangsters were going to work over Axel Rose. That was the match. And so when Mass Transit stepped in, all right, we're going to work over Mass Transit. And if Mass Transit doesn't know how to take his own bumps, it's not it's not a good idea. It's not very promising, right? Right. So are we all in agreement on this? That it, so far that it was just an accident. It happened. Very unfortunate, right? Okay. Yeah. No. Do you, I mean, do you disagree? If you disagree, let me know. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just waiting to see where this goes. <laughs> okay. Uh, literally, and this is this is true too. Before dying, I think the last tweet before New Jack died was him once again reiterating, oh, I, you know, blah, 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 not a good idea, not a good idea. But then there's also this. Then there's also this. So what we're looking at here is a Facebook article or a Twitter article, I can't tell, social media article, talking about the incident, right? And uh, New Jack writes at the very bottom here, yeah, I did it, and like OJ, I got away with it. (laughs) (laughs) So thus, did mass transit intentionally go out of his way to to fuck up mass transit did new jack intentionally go out of his way to fuck up mass transit oh Oh. you don't think so no i don't think so um i think new jack is a worker first and foremost and he's and yeah he's probably a little bit out of his mind oh yeah so i mean did you see the gypsy joe fight (laughs) that was sad Where he took a pocket knife out of his fucking pocket and started stabbing Gypsy Joe? No. Okay. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Finish your point first while you're on it. We'll no, talk I, just, about I, I, I just feel like... I mean, it's probably a case where... You know, you got someone who doesn't know what they're doing in the ring, which is the first problem. Mass transit, yeah, absolutely. Which is... You got we someone, can go agree. You got, you got someone who's probably a bit nuts in New Jack. Yes. And I mean, from I don't know how many instances you see of a wrestler blading another wrestler. I can't. It's not some openly I, think I, of any. No, it's not something that they're used to doing. So, no. I feel like it was probably an accident that he got cut as bad as he did. And new Jack being new Jack after the fact was like, well, I'm going to live this up into the fullest. They can't do anything to me now. I I have, I have an aura to keep. That's right. I need to keep my name relevant. (laughs) Yes. I'm going to die in two weeks. (laughs) Well, he probably didn't think that he probably didn't realize that was happening to him. He, He passed away from what heart attack, like all wrestlers do. Right. Thinks, so. yeah. Personally, I myself even, as much as I want to go with the conspiracy theory, I I hate New Jack, and I, I, he does a lot of bad shit. This one, though, it's like you said. Can you imagine when you're cutting yourself? You know how deep you're going. You can approximately figure it out. When you're cutting someone else, you don't know how fucking deep. Especially when you're doing it in a show and you're trying to look right. good and shit. You don't know, man. So I could see it happening, and then once it happens, especially once you go to court and you're proven innocent and all that other good shit. 
yeah, I would run with it too. Mm-hmm. You know? So as yeah. much as I, I hate New Jack, I don't feel. What about you, lad? What do you feel? Uh, I'm so torn, though, because I've seen a lot of the New Jack stories. And I, but I th- do think he's innocent. In this instance, at least. In this instance, yes. he's innocent. I do, I think... do think ECW deserves a little bit of the blame for it because yeah, I remember as part of that story, Killer Kowalski was backstage as well during that show. And nobody asked him this, like, hey, do you remember training this guy? Killer Kowalski was there? I didn't remember that. I don't, yeah. I don't think I don't think that was the case. That Kowalski was there? Was... I mean it could I mean it could be. I don't I don't remember hearing that. Jeez, I, I know there, so. Well yeah, I, I've heard stories that there was other people who did go through Killer Kowalski that were there. As far as Killer Kowalski himself being there, it was a Boston show. Maybe. Hence, hence his rant at the end. Hence New Jack's <laughs> mean cut at the end there. <laughs> you know? Boy, he he cut a lot of people that night. He cut Mass Transit's fucking face open, and then he cut a bunch of Massachusetts right in the heart. <laughs> Never um, change. But no, speed, let's go. I want to talk about New Jack for a sec. He brought up New Jack's Twitter. So it's a funny thing. New Jack died, uh, and it, it made all the news articles and shit, right? And then literally like two days later new jack's still tweeting and it was like a it was like a proper tweet it wasn't like a scheduled tweet and so someone wrote back hey shouldn't you be dead and new jack writes back fuck you (laughs) (laughs) and so wait it came out that his wife still has control and still pushes new jack shit on on that fucking page but it was just funny new jack dies and, and he's like i live bitch well that's that's like that's not that uncommon like you'll see, not anymore. You'll see Twitter accounts of people who have passed. Yeah, and there are like representatives, if like they're kind of a famous person, or whatever, or family members that will still promote stuff. I think one of the ones I actually see it a lot, especially now, like we're getting around the time of the release of the new WWE video game. Yeah, and they announced that China is one of the characters in the game, Ugh. and so you'll there's tweets coming from China's Twitter account. Mm-hmm. about it and it's obviously whoever is you know managing her estate or whatever that's you know and it's it's all benign stuff it's just like oh great well, to, glad to see the Jonies being memorialized in the game blah blah, blah. so it's worse I mean, when it is specific who's who's the comic book guy lee stanley stanley that was it thank you stan lee's uh account still going and he just he just released nfts based on superheroes and everyone's like, fuck yeah. you. Like, what a what a dick move and shit, right? And they're like, fuck you. You don't understand. Like, that's awful. Patrice O'Neill, same thing. His his girlfriend, is that when he died, his girlfriend at the time, still runs the account. Hawking her shit. And it's like, come on, man. You know, I love Patrice. Leave him alone. Uh, yeah, I've, I, I feel like, th- so on one hand, I understand the idea of like, especially for like these celebrities, they have a lot of followers. They have, yeah. they have a reach on that account. Sure. So... You know, you could create a new account to promote that stuff, but they're like, well, let's, you know, these are their, this is their person's followers, so let's just promote it on their account. I get it. I'm I'm assuming that's the logistical reason why you would do it. I agree to it with, to a certain point, like as far as like announcing memorial or something or any charities they do afterwards, fine. But like I said, look at like, you know, Stan Lee's case where they're now just, they're just doing business as usual under his name. And it's like, that's no good. You got to cut that shit. 
I feel like you almost would want to change the name of like the 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 account or like just even just the 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 profile name so it's just like you know like the you know the the family of Stanley or like Wait, the Stanley, uh, Stanley Incorporated or whatever you want to do. Yeah, what's uh, yeah. what's the what's the word they typically use for that? Not enterprise. Uh, estate. Stanley yeah. Estate. Yeah. You know, in brackets, that would have been good too. That would have worked. Speaking though, I just want to go on a, a a very very important tangent that I'm very I've been looking forward to. I forget what one time me and you Aretheus were talking wrestling, and I made a mention to a very 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 deep reference, and you rolled with it. But then we were talking with something else. We had to move on, and I know Lad knows what I'm talking about, so I want to bring it back up again. Talking about Boston, talking about Killer Kowalski, talking about China. If I asked you. Who is Captain Lou Albano's son? You would say? I don't know. Fuck! (laughs) Oh. No! It must have been a misunderstanding on my part back then. I was hoping... Yeah, where are you going with this? I was hoping for the answer, Vito Carlucci. (laughs) Really? Do you know Vito Carlucci? Yeah. Scorch? Yeah. 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 <laughs> have you worked with him before? I have not, but um so the I know that the that the company that I worked for, and I think this was before I worked for them. Sure. Uh did some business with him. Yeah. That's, that's PFG to me, okay? I love these I love me some scorch. I mean Vito Carlucci. You know, I uh, I got China and Triple H into the WWF. Yeah, I did that. I went to Killer Kowalski School with them. You know, <laughs> fucking, I love Scorch, dude. I love fucking Scorch. When that one time I did a, a a Vito Carlucci, just a real quick line, and you were like, "Yeah, I know," and I was like, "What?" But then we were we had to talk about other stuff, and so I was in yeah. back of my head, I saved it because I'm like, "Lad is gonna love this," because Lad hates Scorch and hates Vito Carlucci, and I love him. <laughs> oh, hey, that's PFG to me, okay? I wonder where he is. I heard he was going to Vegas to do radio there instead, but it didn't sound promising. <laughs> it didn't sound promising. <laughs> I wish he'd come back. <laughs> oh, never again. Ah, that's such a bummer. That is unfortunate. I was hoping for for I just I don't know. Like I had all these hopes. Scorch was Scorch was just he, he just had a great like he was awful. He is awful. Vito Carlucci, Scorch, everyone to know him. I don't know him as Scorch. I'll just walk call him. Uh, but there's something about him. He has a presence. You know, just like yeah, like there's something that you're just drawn into. You know who else has a presence? From Stone Mountain, Georgia, weighing in at six foot six, two hundred and forty nine pounds, Jake the Snake Roberts. Let's talk about Jake the Snake. Okay. Let's talk about heroes of wrestling. Oh boy, oh boy. Specifically. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> reaction to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only it's like, oh, okay. Specifically, let's talk about Jake the Snake's promo. Uh, in a promo before his match with Jim the Anvil Neidhart, Jake the Snake was uh he was sloppy, we'll say. <laughs> he might have been under the weather, we'll say. And by that I mean he was fucking drunk. 
Uh, he was, uh, as I crack open a fresh one, that fucking alcohol out there. No, my sweater. <laughs> so Jake the Snake was a bit of a lush. And uh, this show is no different. During his promo, he got into a, a, a bit of a rant, right? Uh, this, this is one of these lines you'll, you'll know. Uh, you don't want to play cards with me because I'll cheat, okay? I cheat. You want to play 21? I've got 22. You want to play blackjack? I got two of those, too. You want to play aces and eights, baby? I got too many of those, too. Jake the Snake. I didn't do a good Jake the Snake, but you know what I'm saying. Like I, that, that was the promo, right? This one's not really a conspiracy theory. This is more a defense of Jake the Snake that this promo should not be ridiculed at all. It's actually one of the most genius promos I may have ever heard in my life. It's up there with fucking Dusty Rhodes' uh, regular man speech. It's up there with fucking Ric Flair. It's up there with uh, Hulk Hogan, I'm coming for you. <laughs> it's, there, it's one of the best promos going. Because uh, we all we all know Jake the Snake can cut a mean promo, right? Hence him being given the Snake Pit in 1986, which would later go on to replace Piper's Pit, right? When Jake the Snake mm-hmm. uh, became a born-again Christian and gave the beauty line... In ECW 1997, your God, he giveth, and he could taketh away. My God, he giveth, but he ain't got the balls to do nothing else. Jake the Snake is a promo maker, man. <laughs> you got to love Jake the Snake, right? I mean, you can't, you, I don't think you can argue that, that he's, I mean, for a, a style all his own. Yeah. In just a classic promo. I mean, I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to follow you down the rabbit hole here and see how you can try and defend the heroes of wrestling thing, but go ahead. Yeah. Yo, wait a sec. No, so, all right, before we go down, because I, I got bullet points out the ass here, hearing the promo from Heroes of Wrestling, what is your thoughts coming out of it? What is the thought process? I mean, it was just, it's just an embarrassing rant by a drunk guy. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Lad, what about you? What did you feel? I, I, feel I feel okay. I, I actually feel okay saying that now. Because of the way that he's turned himself around, he is. That's that's one thing. This is not like us bashing, uh, like fucking. <laughs> this is not us making fun of Great Collie's fucking running ability. You get it? Because uh, his legs fell off. <laughs> <laughs> For a guy whose gimmick was that he could jump shockingly high, his legs fell off like Lego pieces. Holy fucking shit. Wait, what? He could jump? Okay, wait a minute. Yeah, Are man. What? About the same person? Who did I say? The Great Kali? No, no, not Great Kali. Uh, Bret Hart era. Came came out of Africa with the mask on, a racist as fuck character. Oh, Kamala. Kamala, thank you. I was thinking okay. Umaga for a second. That's a whole. What the fuck happened to Umaga? <laughs> remember, uh, yeah, remember Kamala? He could jump really high. Like, he was like, wow, that's amazing. His fucking legs fell off, dude. You know that? Yeah, for for a guy of his size and stature, he was remarkably agile and athletic. It was fucking impressive to see him, man. He was doing the the uh, luchador slash chain wrestling slash cruiserweight, like jumping over guys as they're doing Irish whips. It was amazing. Like I said, it's unfortunate that had to happen. Anyway, 
Just a just a weird. It's just weird how life works out sometimes. Uh, what about you, lad? How did you feel about the promo? Uh, at the time, before he became clean, that very yeah. depressing. It's like, oh, dude. I'm telling it's you, it's very it's very sad though. But nowadays, it's like, okay, he's in a better place. He was drunk. It, yes. Oh wait, wait. You're gonna say something more? I didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no that was it. He was drunk, yes. I won't even, that's not even a conspiracy theory. We all know it. You can't argue that. He was drunk, right? But that is one of the greatest fucking promos ever when you break it down. Ready? You don't want to play cards with me. I'll cheat, okay? I cheat. This sets up that he is willing to do whatever it takes to win. He's going to do whatever it takes to win. You want to play 21? I've got 22. He is referring to a 22 caliber gun, meaning even if you have the best hand possible, he's going to walk away the champion because he's going to fucking do whatever it takes to win, as he previously stated. Right? You want to play blackjack? I've got two of those too. Once again, he is referring to using a weapon to get his way. Blackjacks are those small clubs used to beat people with before they were replaced with nightsticks. Right? They were like little clubby type things. Those were blackjack. He's got two of those. Right? He's going to play to win. It's the Nates, baby. I got too many of those, too. By far the most clever line. Aces and eights are referred to as dead man's hands because it was the cards that famous outlaw Wild Bill Hillcock was holding when he was shot dead. Meaning, Jake the Snake has a trail of men who thought they could beat him only to wind up dead by his hands. Jake the Snake, even drunk off his mind, can cut a better promo than any wrestler nowadays. <laughs> I think that's you're looking reach. a little too deep into this. No, it's all there, man. It's all there. It's beautiful. The dude's a genius. He's drunk. <laughs> Here, let me give you my take on it. <laughs> Your take on it. He was in a they were wrestling in the casino, and he yes. saw a casino. He's like, "Oh, I'll do a casino promo then." That's that's it. <laughs> and he did it. That was it. That was those are all casino games. It was genius. It was fucking genius. Uh, I don't Go know. Ahead. I think I just think it's, you're looking too much into it. <laughs> I want that shit chiseled into my fucking tombstone, man. That's a genius <laughs> fucking promo. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, it, it, it breaks down perfectly, too. Like, seriously, think about it. You got 21, I got 22. The gun, 22. Blackjacks. We all know blackjacks. The club man. Fucking aces and eights. Dead man's hands. It's, it's, I'm not even, like, making it up. It's there. He's drunk. But by God, he can still cut a promo. I don't know. I don't know about that. I just, I think he was bad at math and... <laughs> and that he didn't know how blackjack worked a drunk yes. a, dr a drunk gambler yeah. didn't know how blackjack worked yes yeah, no, no, <laughs> you also still think eddie guerrero was latino for some reason you're fucking weird yeah what do i know yeah exactly uh, what a fucking asshole <laughs> been watching wrestling all my life i don't know nothing it's funny though for a casino reference not once did he do a snake eyes reference what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> you know, eyes. I got a, I got a story about eyes. Oh, yeah. From Venice Beach, California. 
Weighing in at six foot seven, three hundred and two pounds, Hulk Hogan. We go to oh, WrestleMania boy. nine. The oh, single God. digits, baby. Oh, oh no. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. This is you the, know, the, weight, the weightlifting accident. You know we're getting oh, into yeah. some, some real shit when I can bring up the pay-per-view or an, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, shit. These two are like, fucking, oh, my God. The Mega Maniacs, Hulk Hogan and Bruce the Beefcake versus Tag Team Champs, Money, Inc., Ted DiBiase and Erwin R. Scheister. Uh, <laughs> during the match, people couldn't help but notice Hulk Hogan. Your left eye is a little swelling, isn't it? <laughs> it looks like you got a black eye there, right? Yes. Based on your the reaction, you guys know this already, right? Yes. Okay. Hulk Hogan would later in his book, whatever the fuck the name of his book is, I didn't think to research the name of his shitty book. Uh, I uh, actually it, read his book. Which did one you? are we talking about? I'm, assu I'm assuming it's the first one. He, he I released. assume it must be the first one, too. I just, I don't know. <laughs> then again, this is not much. I can't imagine this is a big story, so maybe you'd save for the second. In one of his fucking books, Hulk Hogan would later claim it was a jet skiing incident. Which is weird. Because that mirrors Bruce the Beefcake's real life at that time. As this match was right after Brutus had came back from a three years of not wrestling because he had to have his face rebuilt after a parasailing incident. Right? In his first yes. match back, this is Brutus now we're talking about, uh, Money Inc. were using a metal briefcase to smash Brutus in the face before Hogan jumped in to help. That was, that was the, the real life and the storyline both. And then here's Hulk Hogan kind of saying, well, same thing happened to me, brother. That's why I got a black eye. So you crashed and you, you got a, just a black eye. Brutus crashed and his fucking face came apart like fucking meat. Like a fucking raw meat sandwich. Okay, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. Back in the day, the original rumor, that's right, there's multiple ones, was that Macho Man Randy Savage had begun to think that Hulk Hogan had hooked up with Macho Man's wife, Elizabeth, and went after Hogan for it. Now, you guys had mentioned something different. You said some sort of weightlifting incident? No, that's, well, what, that's, that's what they said on the pay-per-view. Yeah. Oh, that's what they said during they, the pay-per-view. They, okay. they speculated. They speculated it, and I, I don't know if it was... It might have been Bobby Heenan who was speculating, oh, you know, Hulk, you know, you know, something dropped the, dropped the weight on his eye or something. And it's like... <laughs> yep, but... Uh... IRS brought it up in uh, the pre-match promo that our friend Hogan here had a little accident before today. Yeah, so. they, yeah, they basically tried to make it sound like Money Incorporated paid somebody off to to take out Hogan. That's a smart way to do it, though. That's a smart way to do it. Yeah. So originally, everyone said it was Macho Man Randy Savage. <clears throat> However... Years later, as people learn more and more about what goes on behind the scenes, a new possibility has surfaced. You see, later on, during the WrestleMania 9 pay-per-view, Yokozuna was challenging Bret the Hitman Hart for the WWE Championship. Bret Hart ended up losing his title to Yokozuna, correct? This is one of the worst finishes in WrestleMania. This, this was awful, yeah. While Bret Hart was still down on the ring, Hulk Hogan comes out to check on Bret Hart for no real reason. That's not a storyline. But he's going to check on Bret Hart, brother. Uh, earlier in that same pay-per-view, Hulk Hogan mentioned briefly during one of his promos that he oh, wants yes, he to... Oh, yes, he did. What's that? This, this, this 
I don't think ever got as much play as it should have got, but continue what you're saying. <laughs> Hulk Hogan mentioned wanting to eventually face the winner from this match so he could get a shot at the title. When he was checking on Bret Hart, Yokozuna's manager, Mr. Fuji, for absolutely no fucking reason at all, challenged Hogan to a match right then, right there. Right? After your guy just finished fighting a match, he's nice and tired. All right, we'll take you on now. Uh, okay. Uh, Hogan dodged having salt thrown into his eye. I would say eyes, but that one was swollen shut. Uh, Yokozuna gets hit instead, and Hulk Hogan is now the WWF champion 22 seconds later. Bret Hart is screwed out of any possible interesting feuds, any possible income from that. Like his, that's it. His main event run had just died right fucking there. Uh, also, as a side note, Bret Hart is known for punching people in the fucking face who fucking screwed him. I think I, you're, you're suggesting that Bret was the one that gave him the black eye. I am suggesting that when Bret Hart found out Hulk Hogan was going to fucking last minute fuck him, that, yeah, he fucking socked Hulk Hogan right in the face, right in his stupid face. Mm. Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah. Why? Why? Why not? It's it's in his character. It's in all their characters. Hulk Hogan's a dick. Yokozuna's just happy to be fat. Bret Hart fucking is mad as fuck that he's getting fucked in the bum. Hmm. Can we agree know, Bret Hart is white? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, I, so here's here's the thing. I think that if it was actually Bret Hart, we would have found that out by now because Bret Hart would have made that public knowledge because he has never shied away from telling some of the that stuff that's gone on behind the scenes. Exactly. The, this this the Randy Savage thing. Mm. People people buy that because it's fairly plausible considering how Randy Savage was. My only thing about that, and while it might be actually true, is the main source for that about that coming out publicly was Jim Cornette. And I don't believe a thing that comes out of Jim Cornette's mouth. So mm. well. I have one more bullet point here, but before we get to it, lad, what did, what do you feel about the Bret Hart idea? Personally, I'm in love with it. I'm in love with the idea of Bret Hart socking Hulk Hogan right in the face. Oh yeah, it's. I would love it if it's true. You don't think? But so. I don't think so. You don't no. think so? In I would 20... love it though. It... Oh, sorry. I would love it if Bret Hart fucking knocked him out and all that it makes sense too because like you guys were saying that's bullshit what hulk hogan did there hulk hogan used to do that all the time too you know he would constantly fuck with people like i'm gonna pull a creative brother and like his eye hulk hogan is not a creative guy right he's fucking he sucks you know um he did do that to a lot of other people one of them funny enough uh a story came out in 2021 and i think this is what aretheus was referring to it is now ex accepted the truth. They they call this the truth, even though I don't see any more proof of this than Bret Hart. But people are saying this is now the truth, is that Miss Elizabeth had snuck away from Macho Man's over to Hogan's house because she was friends with Linda, who was Hogan's wife at the time, right? And when Macho Man found out, he didn't find out through Hogan. He found out through someone else. And so he was like, Hogan's hiding her on me. He saw Hogan. 
they say that is the truth now as of 2021. No, I mean, I, I, I don't have trouble believing that that would have happened. I, it, here's the funny thing too. This shows like it's more, where, it's more plausible than a jet ski hit him in the face and he just got a black eye. Out of a it. jet ski oh. did not hit him in the fucking face. Exactly. Where he just, he just got a black eye, especially a, a 1980s jet ski. <laughs> it's like the fucking size of a Buick. You know? And like I said too, it's weird that he, he chose a lie that was based on his best friends, his boyfriend's fucking real life. You know, what the fuck? Uh, so yeah. what, do you, what do you guys think about that? So you guys, you guys believe the Macho Man? I'm only finding out just recently through talking with you guys that Macho Man was a scumbag. I thought Macho so, Man was like the guy, like super clean cut, super nice guy. So he he was for the most part. The only thing, and and if you ever if you ever get a chance, I think it's worth a watch. I think it's the the Dark Side of the Ring episode they did on him recently. Mm-hmm. Sure, and. It was mostly centered around just his insecurity with Elizabeth, and that also that translated later because I I think Gorgeous George also report like mentioned some similar things okay. about him. Yeah, sure. But like once once he left wrestling, he basically did a complete one eighty and just became a non public figure. That's and nice. he ended up he ended up going back and marrying his high school girlfriend. And basically lived happily ever after until he unfortunately passed away. But I mean, he was—I mean, he was totally content about being outside the public spotlight and was just, you know. I think it's, I think he was just—he just had he had those insecurities when it came to some of his relationships, and it manifested itself. But th- that I mean, they 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 hit on all that stuff, and it's some of that stuff's not—it's uh, definitely not flattering. Well, it's the thing, and like, like the only thing I I really knew is like, yeah, he was a, a real, uh, he was a eccentric. He was eccentric, but he was nice eccentric. Uh, and um, even when I like the only clip I ever saw with the whole Elizabeth thing was like, uh, I think Regis Philbin was doing a live show. Macho Man was in the crowd. Oh hey, uh, how's Miss Elizabeth? Well, you know, unfortunately, we parted ways, brother. You know, I respect her. I was like, wow, this guy's like a nice fucking guy. Come to find out that, like, you know, well, she got out of her fucking chains. I had her in the basement, brother. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, what the fuck? Oh. What the fuck? It's it's shocking to, to find this out, man. I don't, and it is what it is. Because, like you said, eventually he mellowed out. But it just sucks that yeah. it was what it was. So, b- before we move on from WrestleMania 9. Oh, let's hit up to WrestleMania 9. So you, oh. you, met, you mentioned the promo that Hogan did. Where yes. he referenced basically reference wanting to get the next title match against whoever won the main event between Bret Hart and Yokozuna. He sure did. We all kind of learned later on in life that Hulk Hogan has some racist tendencies. He yes, sure he does. does. That, that was one of the most like shockingly racist moments on WWE television, and that covers some ground. So that That's... promo... Promo... Uh, he's you know, basically this. These are these are the words of the promo, and I don't have it transcribed, but this is from my memory of listening to it. Okay. He says, "You know, I want the winner of the of that of the of the championship match tonight, whether it's you, Brett, or the Jap." <laughs> That's how he. Said, that was the promo. Yep. Like Shit. I don't know whether like like I don't know whether he uh, he just that just came out. Whether he ran that by anybody, <laughs> I mean, it's live on pay-per-view, so it's not like they can go. I mean, I'm Grant. I I, I believe it was live on pay-per-view. It could have been a pre-tape. I can't imagine that being a pre-tape. 
and then they deciding to run with it like that. Although then again, you know, early nineties WWF. Yeah, it's dicey. Like I can see that shit late eighties, but the moment you even get to like ninety three, you're like, uh, uh, I don't know. Something doesn't seem right about. The only guy who can get away with that in the nineties, I feel, is because it's story based. Is Lex Luger? If Lex Luger came out with the American pants and the fanny pack up against Yokozuna, like, I'm going to fucking slam Yokozuna, and he called him a Jap, all right, <laughs> at least it fits character. I, I just, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if it hit me at the time, because what, what WrestleMania 9 was what, what year was that? Um, 93. 93, so yeah, so I was, I was 12, so I don't think I really would have grasped the gravity of it at the time, but I, I remember at some point hearing that promo and going, Whoa, that's really bad. Like, how did that happen? <laughs> you ever see, uh, it's amazing how certain promos get through me and uh lad were watching wrestling clips. Fuck like a week ago, I think. And we came across one Jerry Lawler doing, uh, it looked just like a raw promo. And, uh, he was going off about gold dust and Holy shit. <laughs> He said some. He said some shit, man. Where you're like, "Woo!" Even in the that, '80s, that wouldn't be accepted. Let alone Raw is War. That that Gold Dust character, yeah. I mean, was, I mean, it's it's a it, it was a trope in wrestling for years, mm-hmm. just playing off of like homophobia, and really? it's like the the. I mean, any any time that you had a a a, a wrestling gimmick that was that was considered homosexual. Yeah. It was a heel gimmick. And I remember, and I will give credit. So when I, when I was in NECW, right. We had, we had a, they had a team, a tag team at one point called the crown jewels. Okay. Fun and name. They weren't, they weren't, they weren't like a, an openly like gay act, but it was a flamboyant act. And that was, that was part of the thing to it. But the promoter wanted to make them a babyface act. Because okay. he thought it would be revolutionary in wrestling <laughs> to have that kind of an act be babyface, and it's yeah. like it, it it's it's so it's so crazy. Like you think of that now in like in in twenty twenty two, it's like it's like oh well yeah like why why would but yeah it's just that that gold dust character was just like I mean that's all I mean there was that whole the whole big WrestleMania match what was it was it WrestleMania what twelve when he fought Piper. And yes, Hollywood backlog and ball. fucking and like yeah. and, and like the one of the big one of the big spots in that match was when they got back to the ring and like Goldust like kissed him on the corner. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. we're off, and he went into like a rage, and it's like, all right. <laughs> but but wait a sec, because I I agree. Like the it is it is shocking how how even way into like after ruthless aggression. They were still doing like, haha, feminine is funny. Like, who's the who's the guy? Fandango. I'm sure I pronounced uh, it wrong. Uh, <laughs> oh, who cares? <laughs> exactly. But it's it, same thing, you know, with the doing the feather and shit. Like it, it was, but Goldust. He did. He. I don't like. Does anyone really remember his heel shit? It was what it was, and it was kind of dark and mysterious and weird and whatnot. But it was what it was. I, I say he's far more known for his comedy shit. Funny enough, when like later you know, he, on, well later yeah. on they turned complete into a comedy joke. But the original Goldust character, I thought on some level was really good because it. But that. But then when they started kind of putting in the gay innuendo to yeah. it. 
and then kind of what, where he's in lingerie and shit. Yeah, not even so much that, but they they had the feud with him. They had the feud with him and Razor Ramon. Sure. And oh, yeah. he, he did a thing where he like he he unzipped his his ring gear, and he had like a heart on his chest with razor in it, and that was like this oh my god like oh like this big thing and it was like and like I think they they never overtly said it, and I think they tried to hint at like he was using this as like psychological warfare on his opponents. Okay. But it just it just came across where it's like, oh, wait, here's another here's another homosexual character who's a, who's a heel. Must be a bad guy. Like, I remember the one segment uh, was him kissing Ahmed Johnson on the lips, though. Were the gold she, sticks you know, after? Yeah, and Ahmed <laughs> Johnson destroying the backstage area. <laughs> yeah. Well, I for me personally, gold dust, the gold wig, gold dust, I didn't care for. But Gold Dust, when like he actually like like let's cut the character and he's just like a weirdo with the paint and and the cool outfit, right? His wrestling style was so fucking good to me. I loved it. His fucking punches and shit, like he just he had such a good style. Uh, it is unfortunate that they had to make it like a gay joke and then followed by a comedy duo where he's doing like Crocodile Hunter with Big Show. But like his actual oh, in-ring come shit. On, that was funny. <laughs> no, you know what was the worst one was when he got electrocuted, and for like fucking four months after. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, oh and it's yeah. just like we stop. That's not how this works. That's not even how it works in Looney Tunes for fuck things. But Vince found it funny. So that's... Vince, yeah, another guy who's poor with creative. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I, that's 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 one of the things with 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 Vince is like. He finds something that like he thinks is funny or whatever, and then just rides it into the ground. Like, look at our truth. Our truth became a complete comedy joke character because one time he went out in a promo and got the city wrong. So like, oh, all right, now yeah. this guy's an idiot. That's his. That's his gimmick. He's an idiot. But that's what like what we were saying earlier. Uh, with I think we were that was on the podcast. Might have been before the podcast even started. With uh, Shockmaster. Shockmaster came off to be like the superpower. He actually wipes out on a stud, completely not his fault. And next thing you know, oh, he's he's the bumbling construction worker. You know what? What? Why are you doing this? Like, so it's a shame that shit like that has to happen where one slip up and that's your your gimmick now. You know, like we, we bring up, we brought up AEW earlier. And I, one of the things I remember, so lad, you might remember this is when Matt Seidel debuted with AEW. Oh yeah. So he was, he was, so they do, they do this casino battle Royale yeah. where it's, and they, and they always have one person who's the Joker and it's a, it's a mystery entrant. So one time it was Matt Seidel making his debut. So he runs to the ring and he goes up to the top rope to immediately do his shooting star press. And he slipped on the top rope and fell. Like, that was his first thing he did in AEW. If that had happened in WWE, he would have been completely relegated as this clumsy oaf who couldn't do anything right. They did that with, um, uh, I'm terrible with new names. The guy came out, I think it was during the Saudi Slam or what? Sorry, that's that's what I call the the, the Middle Eastern show every year. Oh, called the, the Saudi. Oh. But he came out to the ring, I think it was Royal Rumble, and he, and he slipped and, oh, and went. O'Neal. Thank you. That was the name. Yeah. And he slipped under it. And that what was it like a fucking the next pay-per-view. He like did it again intentionally. Like, oh, it's good luck now. Ha ha ha. No, stop it. <laughs> it was a bad fucking mistake. Ignore it. Yeah. Yeah. It's Easter called the like, something slide and all that. Exactly. Like, just, 
just don't yeah. do it. Like you can take a mistake and turn it into a, but it just that wasn't it. I want to go back three conspiracy theories. I just thought of something. We said there's no fucking instance of someone else giving color to a guy, right? Mm-hmm. Mick Foley in his first book, which is a fucking fantastic book. I have an embarrassing yeah. story about that book and me and Mick Foley. It was the worst thing ever. <laughs> uh, Mick Foley has a story where, um, who the fuck was he? It was, he was, this is young Mick Foley. And I think he was at a barbecue with Abdul the Butcher, I want to say. I want to say. I could be getting it wrong. And Abdul was talking about how he can like pop anyone to get color. And Mick said, let's go. Do it. And so fucking proceeded for like the next fucking five minutes. Abdullah cracking fucking Mick right on his eye. And Mick, was, it was all swollen and fucked up, but he just couldn't pop the skin. He couldn't break the skin. So they so just. That, that, yeah, I think that, that was that's a little different. That's a little different than what we were talking about. Sure. Because that's, that's something that's been in wrestling for years is basically trying to trying to get blood hard way, as they call it, where you basically okay. try and open someone up with like a knuckle or something. Yeah. But blading blading somebody else, I think, is different. I, don't, I mean, not. To, I, I mean, I don't want to say it's never happened because I'm sure it has. I'm sure. I mean, New Jack situation aside, but I'm, I mean, it's, there's probably cases where it's happened. Yeah. I mean, and, and of course, there's you know, there's like pizza cutters and all this other like stuff that not my not my bag. But mm-hmm. I mean, like you got. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure it's happened at some point. But generally speaking, I believe for the most part, wrestlers are not accustomed to blading each other no you were gonna say something there too lad i i'm thinking it was vader that you were thinking it might have been yeah the moment i started saying abdullah i think i got the stories confused abdullah at the barbecue was having kids bring like dimes to him and he would take the dime and put it in his head because he has yeah in his head i think i think I, i conflated the two stories together one other thing, too, I was going to say about that was, um, oh, my embarrassing story with Mick Foley. <laughs> <laughs> so Mick Foley did his, his talking comedy show, right? And he came through town. So, of course, I went to that, had to go to that, right? And uh, at the end, he's doing pictures with everyone, right? And I'll bring up the picture here, too, for, for the uh, video. I'll bring up the awful picture. There's a light above me, so it looks like I'm bald in the picture. It's just an awful picture. Anyway, oh, and the worst part is I, I love Cactus Jack. That's my favorite Mick Foley character. I go to do the, the finger guns, and he does it with me. I Instead of having fucking the one finger, I did two fingers for some reason. And no one would notice that except for me. <laughs> you know? When I look at that fucking picture. did the Hardy Boys gun. I did the Hardy Boys, exactly. I suck. But no, so you, so you get up to the front there, you get a picture, and you get like you know a quick like sentence or two with him, right? And in the book, he has a line where uh, someone sent him a, a magazine, a punk magazine, right? And one of the bands was wearing Cactus Jack shirts, and I know that he didn't say in the book what the band is, but I know it's Anti Scene. Anti Scene's a great punk band, hardcore band, whatever you want to call it, and they have a whole album about wrestling songs like called one's called cactus jack great song uh albums called no holds barred they got sabu has a song on there there's like texas deathmatch on there. it's great fucking album if you're into that sort of music he says he opens up and he, and he takes a look and he's like oh yeah there is lead singer they're all wearing cactus jack shit and then he realizes in the picture the lead singer's got his cock and is pissing on the front row right <laughs> 
And so he he said he he closed the magazine and he and he uh, what did he do? He like I think he I don't know if he wrote back or something, but he said yeah you know if I'll I'll look at that again if you like get an education or something or, or I think that was something like that with like people sending him deathmatch footage. He said I'll take a look at your footage if you go to like school. I'll show him you got an education and shit. So I get up there and I'm like I'm going to say something that's gonna really leave an impact with Mick Foley. Hi, Mick. Hi, I, uh, I went to school because of you. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> it's, it's not true at all. Like, I wanted to say, like, oh, it was really inspirational what you said. You know, it made me think about my education a little more serious. No, I went to school because of you. Picture, and I'm gone. That's <laughs> Fucking, oh. I, mean, I think I forget what he said too, because I think my ears swolled shut with fucking embarrassment. But he said something like, "Ah, that's great, kid. That's great." Oh shit! Oh, I'm so sorry, shit. Mick. Mick, I'm not a weirdo. I'm just a fucking awkward motherfucker. Oh man, oh. that one hurts. Yeah, I I can only imagine the stories that some of those guys or any, any celebrity really has. Of- just the super awkward interactions that they have with people. What's but, awful too, Mick? Mick, because of his, uh, his 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 injuries over the years, he can't do flashes, right? Flash photography, like even the lights on stage had to be like dim for him, right? And so they said, "Hey, when you're taking pictures, no fucking flashes." And throughout that whole line, I think he got flashed like twenty fucking times, and you can tell too, because by the end of the fucking line, he he could he's like shell shocked. He can barely look up. Like he, it hurting him, man. It's hurting him. You know, you pretty much punched him in the fucking brain when you fucking flash him like that. Don't do it. You know, the man put fucking his whole blood, sinew, sweat, and tears down, and you're fucking flashbang in his face. Stop it. <laughs> Man, I've got nothing. I have I have no good celebrity stories. Every time I meet a celebrity or a pseudo celebrity, it's always bad. Endless fucking news broadcasters, actors, comedians. It's always a bad story. Man, I went to a fucking show. This is so not related to wrestling. I went to a three inches of blood slash cancer bat show. It was both of them and a bunch of local bands too. Great fucking show. Right? As fucking three inches of blood's on stage getting ready to set up, I head over to the merch table because the fucking lead singer from Cancer Bats is over there talking with people, right? So I go over and I'm like, oh man, how's it going? My, my friend is more Cancer Bats. I'm more three inches of blood, but I like both bands. And so I'm like, yeah. And so I go to shake his hand and I'm like, you know what? I'm just trying to be appreciative. So I do a big exaggerated handshake on him. And as I'm coming down, I accidentally hit the fucking tip jar off the three inches of blood merch table right next to him. And it picks up in my hand and leaves my hand and hits the fucking lead singer right in the balls as I go to shake his fucking hand. And all the money in the tip jar goes everywhere, which is just bills and shit. But it's like, it's now just all over the place. He got hit in the butt nuts. I'm thinking I'm going to get thrown up before I can see three inches of blood. It was the worst. I have no good celebrity stories. (laughs) 